Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to a Thursday night throwdown presented to you by the sideline junkies. It's me, it's me, it's the big guy KG sitting in with the incomparable, the undefeated, the undeniable. Some of you may know him as Fatso Calrish, and we call him the Midnight Rider, but today he is the birthday boy. Happy birthday, brother. I've been uh, saving this research. day. There's some oh, research. That's right. Believe me. I've also, been saving this. Also, the fat, fat poet 10. On Twitter, that see he does it all, multitasker, and uh, he calls himself the best pass in DC. If he's the best pass in DC, I became <laughs> the best pass in Maryland. So there it is. Happy birthday, brother! Thank you, man. Thank you, man. Beautiful day, man. It is a lot of fun today, man. And I will tell you this: I told you this off air, and I'm gonna add a little bit to it. You know, there's a seat open for you. We told you that the first time you came on, there was a seat open, and you know now we got to get you your own desk in the office. You know, we, we you got your own office. Now we got to start moving your furniture in and get your name on the door. Because, you know, we just behind right now. We're we trying to keep the lights on, but we just behind. But you have been a shot in the arm since you joined us. And your insight, the the the, the topics that you cover, dude, we, we, we happy to have you. We happy to work alongside with you. We happy to bring you into the fold, bring you into the family and... Uh, you do realize it's like the mafia. You can't leave, so right, right. I know, I'm down with that. <laughs> First that. and foremost, on your birthday, how you feeling? Good, man. Beautiful day. Um, walked into work. They had to hear it. You know what I'm saying? Today, you know, on speaker, all about the Benjamins is my walk up music. Um, so I have walk up music like maybe three days out of the week. So today, I had to give it to them. It's the 19th. It's all about the Benjamins. Baby, so yeah, that's all it was, man. I thought I was the only person that did walk up music. Shoot, all right, that's oh, cool, dude. Hey. <laughs> dude I, it was worse. So, um, I used to I had to work at Dulles one time for Enterprise. Um, I was there for like a year and a half, and I hated that assignment so much. Like, I would get out of my car. My song on the tow road was um, Eminem, the way I am. With passion, like I was feeling all parts of those lyrics. Um, got in the parking lot, and my boy used to tell me, "Uh oh, uh oh, there you go. Is that good? There you go. Yeah, that's good. All right. Yeah, he said you walk in like it's wrestling. You get out your car, you you pop your water, you give him the Triple H, and then you just come strolling down the um down the walkway. So yeah, always, baby." Man, it ain't nothing like it in the world because you got to get in that mindset to get that work done. So I, I, yeah. I feel you one thousand percent because I do the same. <laughs> I gotta get that eight. Got I think yesterday. Oh, yesterday I gave him old school. I gave him um. I. Uh oh, we having a little technical difficulty here. I don't know what's going on. The midnight yeah, ride is frozen. There we go. That's that. There you go. I don't know what's going go. on. Like it's starting to just keep jumping off. There it, it went again. One more time. It went again. You is it me or you? It's me. It's me. Like okay. for some reason, my um, for some reason, my internet wants to jump between Xfinity and the actual thing that I got here. So I apologize. <laughs> That's um, all good. Uh, what was I saying? Uh, oh, so I hit him the first day of the week with Sam Cook. Change gonna come. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when you pull out the Sam Cook, yeah, yeah. That see, I ain't even gonna mess with you. That I, I'm not messing with you tonight, man. Wait, man. All right. I ain't so, messing with you. We're gonna jump into this thing first and foremost. Uh, What's going on to you, uh, Justin Long? How you feeling? Thank you for joining us tonight. Uh, first topic, John Wall's comments about the 26-2017 Wizards. His comments, what he said, and I quote, John Wall claims the 16-17 Wizards could have beat LeBron's Cavs. Whew. That's a, a, a lot to be said. Now, the Wizards that season were... Uh, 49 and 33. They won the uh the Southeast Division. That's their first division title since 1979. 
Scott Brooks is your head coach because uh, they had fired Randy Whitman. Ernie Grunfeld, your your uh, your um, God, your uh, general manager. Now the roster that was compiled. Okay, uh, <laughs> they didn't have a pick in the twenty six in the twenty sixteen draft. They traded both picks prior to the draft. Um, Bradley Beal, Bogdanovich, uh, um, Bohan Bogdanovich, Terry Burke, Trey Burke, I'm sorry, Gortat, Brandon Jennings, Mahimi, Sheldon McLennan, Chris McCullough, Markeith Morris, uh, Kelly Oubre, Otto Porter, Thomas Sandaransky, Jason Smith, John Wall were your team okay now you're talking about beating a cleveland team now they were the number four team they were the number four team in uh the 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 eastern conference that year you lost in a seven game series (laughs) that year to the boston celtics but you said you were going you could beat LeBron's Cavs that year. Um, and for, for 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 dexterity here, the Cavs were coached by Tyron Lue. Uh, they were 51 and 31, second in the Eastern Conference, first in the Central Division. Uh, LeBron had K Felder, Channing Fry, Kyrie Irving, himself, Richard Jefferson, Dante Jones, James Jones, Kyle Corver, Kevin Love, Amon Shumpert, J.R. Smith. Walter Tavares, Tristan Thompson, Deron Williams, and Derek Williams. And you're telling me that the Wiz kids of 2016-2017 could have beat this LeBron-led team. Oh, you, did you say Deron Williams? Derek Williams and Deron Williams, yes. Illinois, Deron Williams. Yes. What was he on then? All right, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, because that's my guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I get that. But the, I don't the Wizards, on that squad. I don't either. I don't. But the, and now this is a squad that lost. They coming off the championship in 16. They lost to the uh the Warriors 4-1. But you couldn't get past Boston, but you claim you could have got past LeBron them. Well, hey, he's he supposed to say that. He's supposed to believe in yourself. Yeah, but it's a it's a you thin know, line between believing in yourself and hallucinating. Yeah, but we live on that thin line all the time. Mm-hmm. That's the best thing about being an athlete. You're blind to the thin line. That's 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 plain and simple. I'm trying to think because Trey Burke is one of those guys that he would have these nights where he would actually be the Trey Burke from Michigan. And then he'd show you something, and then he'd disappear for a couple couple weeks. <clears throat> um, forty nine wins. That's the most wins this team has had since nineteen seventy eight, I think, or nineteen seventy nine. And that, but see that team right there, the way that team was constructed, I want to say that's one of the years that I told BJ that this is a fifty win team. And they, I think, I, and I told him I was like, they're a fifty win team. They should have won fifty. Yeah. And they, they had a chance to, I think, the last four or five games of the se- regular season, and they won one out of, like, four. Right. And, Justin, uh, we doing good, man. We doing good. And I, that's a good point. I, I agree. You know, it's, it's a thin line between hallucination and, and uh, 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 believing in yourself. Hey, Justin, if you got a question, man, throw it in the thing, and we'll answer your question as well, man. Any questions, any questions. And you had uh, Bogdanovich, and you let him go. Hmm. And he cost you one of the Bogdanovich, huh? He cost you a first round pick, I think. Yeah. So when I think of that team, I think that's the microcosm of DC sports. Like we always have this thing where we always talk about coulda, shoulda, woulda, and not what we did. Like they talk about. The Taylor Haneke game as if we won the ball game, but we didn't. You lost. You just had a good performance by a kid. You pulled off the street or off a sofa two months ago. In this team's case, you had a team that underachieved a little bit because they should have had 50 wins. 
And they're playing that guessing game because they don't – it's like it's something about this city, not the city, but this teams that they don't always come through in, in the clutch. It's, it's nerve-wracking. It's frustrating. Hmm. This team, at the end of March, March 28th, this team was 46-28 and 28 with one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight games to go. You were 46 and 28, and you lost one, two, three, it was three and six, four, five. Mm. You won three games out of eight. And all you, and that's what I'm saying. Mm. They were bad down the stretch. You know, they lost to the Clippers, lost to Utah, lost to Golden State, lost to Miami. And then you lost to Miami again. The last game of the season. Looking at this team, this team did not match up well on paper with uh, uh, LeBron's Cavs, and the Cavs weren't even at full strength when they were out there in uh in in, in there. Um, they weren't at full strength when they were in the finals. So this is the sixteen wins. Okay, so that's two years. Okay, so that's two years after the Paul Pierce I call bank team. Yeah, which should have been a, a, a had a deeper run as well. And actually, that's I think I think that's one thing they one mistake they made was not bringing Pierce back. Excuse mm-hmm. me, I, I almost choked on my uh my Welch's grape juice here. He didn't want to come back. Oh, that's a problem too. But he thought he was gonna go on a farewell tour. Oh, <laughs> and, and Draymond. Draymond. I don't like Draymond Green all the time, but I love Draymond Green there. And when we were talking off air, Draymond Green is the epitome of how why I love basketball. Because he may not do everything that's flashy, but he does what's needed. Mm-hmm. But when he told Paul Pierce, oh, you thought they was gonna they was gonna give you a farewell like Kobe, they don't love you like that. They don't love you like that. Absolutely love it. And greatest, ever, greatest line ever. Ever since then, what does Paul Pierce do? He mm-hmm. elevates what he did in his career even higher than what he did, and it wasn't that good. Hall of Fame career, yes. Was he the truth? Yes. But I remember those years before Garnett and Allen. Well, then he was running with um Antoine. And him and Antoine should have went deep, but they never put anything around. Well, that team just they they was just bad all the time. It was just it just didn't work. Antoine Walker mm-hmm. was the star of that team. He was the star of that team. I feel like I'm about to shimmy. I used to love that. <laughs> I, didn't I used to love that. I didn't really like him that much, but I liked the shimmy. I And he used to have this move where he'd get you on the baseline. Antoine Walker to be 6'10 had handles, man. He would do the hands up. So he'd get you. He'd get you the hands up. You'd be like, oh, shoot. Oh, damn. He went around me. I loved it. I loved that move. Nobody's move is better than the Steve Smith. Dominique Wilkins. Nah, the Steve, when you you think like you're going back up top and you drop step and go around, oh, baby. The Smitty. Dominique, Dominique Wilkins on the wing. He dribble and go by you. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, anyway. So back, um, to, so back to Wall and his team. There's another thing he talked about in this interview, too, where he was talking about the two kids that are in Houston. What's his name? Porter and is it Green? Jalen Green? No. Um, yeah. Was, was that who he said was? That those two kids couldn't play anywhere else in the NBA besides Houston. And, <clears throat> and it's because of his shot selection. Mm-hmm. He's like, you're used to losing and you're playing like it. You couldn't go anywhere else and play. But here's, here's, here's a question. And I'm not dogging anybody's career because I think John Wall is still one of my favorite point guards. I, I know he's one of my favorite point guards. I think he's one of the favorite, one of the best point guards to ever play this game in this era. In this era. Because what he was able to do when he's healthy. He's a hot commodity. I love the way he goes. But for you to say somebody's used to losing, what have you won? 
Yeah, but I think I think what he's talking about is the mentality that these kids have. Like, I think he's he's concerned because they're growing comfortable with losing. That's a hard thing to do. If you're a competitor, there's one thing to compete night in, night out. There's another thing to just you're just going through the motions. Mm-hmm. And and that's that's the hard part. That's the part where you know you 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 just waking up that paycheck still hit, whether you win or you lose. But the unfortunate part is they don't have a veteran that, that wants to be there. They got Eric Gordon that they're holding hostage. Eric Gordon should be on a contender right now. And for some reason, they haven't moved him. They're giving them the same treatment they gave John Wall. And I'm starting to feel like Houston's one of those franchises that used to be great, but all of a sudden now they're being poorly run. And what they're going to have in the next two to three years is they're going to have about 15 kids Nobody over 25, and they're just going to still, no matter how much talent you put in that team, then because the way they play basketball, they can't, excuse me, they can't be good. They won't be good. And that's the disappointing part about this is they will, they will have a collection of talent that might be immense. It'll, it will be immense because they've been drafting one, two, and three the last couple of years, and then they're probably going to draft high again next year. And all it's gonna do is they're gonna just go in and it's gonna be like a um it's like it's gonna be like a septic tank. It's just gonna be a bunch of all around, and, and, and that all you're gonna get is in return because they just don't care enough and they don't have the professionalism to make it better. Sorry about that. That's all right. Here's my question to you. John Wall made these statements. He also made some statements about coming down to North Carolina, your Tar Heels, and why he didn't come. Oh, because of Captain YMCA? Yeah, because of uh, Tyler Hansborough. No, Captain YMCA. Why you call him Captain YMCA? Please he, explain that one. He will be the he will be the last dude. If Tyler Hansborough walks into a gym right now or back then, and, and there was a bunch of people playing basketball, he'd be the last dude taken. Hmm. Damn. That's why I call him Captain YMCA. But I mean, you look at him, you don't think he's an athlete. He hustles. Like, yeah. He gives you all the intangibles of basketball. But you wouldn't, unless you knew who he was, you're like, yo, that's just a big white dude. No offense. Yeah. But, you know, that whole Psycho T, and I noticed this, that whole Psycho T thing, it went out the window when he tried to get bucked. And he turned around and he saw Meta World Peace. There you go. And his eyes got big. And he was never the same after that. He didn't have the, he didn't strike the fear in anybody else like that because Ron Artest just looked at him. And you sitting there saying, you saw how to stare back at him. What's good? But he doesn't, it's, but it wasn't that. It was just he was all hustle. And I, I yo, I thought he was the one of the worst um, college players of the year that I ever saw. Because I just, I mean, he got his 20 points. He got his 10 points. But, like, college basketball was the perfect setting for Psycho T. And I knew the second he got in the league, he'd be the seventh or eighth best player on the team. I called it. I, everybody that asked, asked me, anybody that knew me, I was like, yo, he's the seventh or eighth, eighth best team on any NBA team. I'm sorry, seventh or eighth best player on any NBA team. Here's my thing. Wasn't he? He was the NCAA was champion, college player of the year. Yep, three time All American. Yep, uh, freshman of the year, ACC player of the year, yep. first team yep. All ACC, ACC rookie of the year, yep. ACC tournament MVP. Yep, got the number 50. I thought he was a uh, most uh outstanding player in 2009 as well. I thought he, I thought he won one of those awards, but yeah, I thought he did. He has all these accolades, and his NBA career lasted from 2009. To 2016, so he's going to get a pension, and then after that, he Fort mm-hmm. Wayne Mad Ants, uh, Guangzhou Long Long Lions, Zhang Golden Bulls. He, he's playing overseas now. He's still playing too. Yeah, but he is like I I keep saying it. He was just a hustle guy. We talked about this even in our pre-show, like how we played when we were in our. You would just go get the rebounds and get the ball. Well, his, mm-hmm. his thing was. In college, it worked because he could get the rebound and still at least get the layup and still get the score because he was more aggressive than everybody else. Now when you get in the league and you get 
Instead of teams having two or three good players, now you got five good players on the floor and ten good players on the bench. He he just he just falls down the pipeline so quickly and so easily, and everybody just thought I was hating. There's two people everybody thought I hated. Him and Tim Tebow. And I told people about Tim Tebow. Tebow, hey, he's a good quarterback in college, but he's on when you look down the line and you got Percy Harvin, Aaron Hernandez, and on their defense, you got the starting, you got t- seven guys that's going pro. You can't help but be a good team. You can't help it. Mm. And then when he gets in the pros, he has that magical carpet ride, kind of like Todd Collins, where like the last six games. Like the 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 shit that could like the one thing that could go wrong always went wrong for the other team, and he won five in a row and then got in the playoffs and and threw the one slant to Demarius Thomas. And then what happened? They ran into a buzzsaw that was New England. Yeah, that's all. Yeah, you, nobody knew that. Everybody knew they weren't getting past New England. Like I just, <clears throat> I get it. Right. I get it. But John Wall said that. Uh, Tyler Hansborough dismissed him. He went on his recruiting visit to North Carolina. He said John uh, that Tyler Hansborough, he spoke to him, and he was like, I don't talk to recruits. And Tyler, excuse me, Tyler Hansborough uh, has denied that since that's come out. Um, But back what, to this whole – Who cares? It's done. What's done is done. But, 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 but <clears throat> even if you say he doesn't talk to recruits, if that's really where you want to go, who cares about him? Yeah. But who else was there as a guard? Like, I can't even think about the guards at that time. Maybe it was Ty Lawson. Maybe. Yeah, I think it was. I think Ty Lawson was the guard there. So if you really wanted to go there, go. <laughs> and that's the quickest backcourt in the NBA in, in the NCAA at that time. Yeah. Easily. It, nobody could fly before. Straight no, it, Three three guards that I think are the fastest guards to ever play in the game. John Wall, Derrick Rose, Ty Lawson. I've never seen nobody fly up the floor with the ball, not without the ball, with the ball. I've never seen nobody go like that. We got cheated with Derrick Rose. Yes. Yes. We got cheated. Yes. Between Derrick Rose and Grant Hill's ankle, the world got cheated. (sighs) That's a whole nother show. Mm. Isn't it? Content. Mm. Yeah, yeah, because. This is watching. That's what I mean by content. Oh, because we can go on about that because I got a few yeah. more names to add to that. But yeah. we can make a starting five of the what ifs. But anyway, whole new show. John Wall, you tripping, bro. Y'all, that 2016-2017 Wizards team would not have beat LeBron's 2016-2017 Cavs. But the sad thing about it is that team's window was 2014 to what, 2018? And then they've been in purgatory since? Yeah. Good God. Yeah. So, moving oh, on. Oh, 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 wait, wait, wait. So, no, no, because I know we're about to go to football. Yeah. But in between, because we only got, like, we're probably going to do, like, a minute in between. The Nationals haven't signed anybody. So, here's your update. <laughs> Nationals, we're good. We're keeping Jamilio Caballero. We got Corey Dickerson. We got Joey Manessas. So, we're good, guys. Hey, hey. Mm, mm, mm. So, so, what I'm going to do is I'm already playing the parade. We win the World Series because Joey Manessa is going to have 35 home runs. Corey Dickinson is going to have 20. Uh, Victor Robles is going to have a career year. Um, Strasburg is actually going to pitch this year because um, the sun's going to shine and, like, somebody's – you know what? I'm going to go down I'm going to heal him. I'm going to put my hands on him. I'm going to pray for him. I'm going to pray for his shoulder. And, boom, we're going to become contenders right away. There you have it. When they win and, the World oh, Series, nobody knows that I think I said this before, but the Nats probably won't get sold. Yeah, Yay! this is yeah. beautiful. Now we keep the learners, cheap asses. Okay. Oh man, uh, moving on to football. This Saturday, the Jaguars take on the Chiefs. Saturday at four thirty. The line for said game, the line eight and a half point favorites are the Jaguars. Over under is fifty two and a half. Uh, midnight rider. I mean, I think this is a no brainer. All I need to know is will the Chiefs cover? Oh, I'm sorry. This game right here, it, it touches my my scouting skills in a very special place because I'm a strong arm QB guy, and we got two guns. These ain't these ain't these ain't 
22s. These the big dogs, you know what I'm saying? These the specials. So so watching this game for me, just for, from a throwing platform basis, that's a little nerdy, and I apologize, but watching these guys throw from different platforms on the, on the field is going to be special because because uh, Trevor can throw it. Pat can throw it. Your question was, will they cover? No. I think the Jags' offense is going to give them just enough. And I think last week gave them confidence. And if they can carry that confidence over, they'll at least be in the game. Their defense will keep them in the game. But if you, once February hits, March hits, find out what the totals are for the Jags next year, take the over. Because the Jags got four linebackers all under like 26 years old. And they all played this year. They're going to be special next year. So the Jags going to make <clears throat> kind of like a pass into the guard. That young guy, that's, it's kind of like wrestling with a young guy. Wrestles the vet, but he gives him a real good match that you weren't expecting. He loses, but he still holds his respect because he lost to a, to a guy that's already ascending. And that's what this is. Uh-oh. Is that me or you? I don't have any sound. That was me. That was me. Mute button one tonight. Mute button oh, one, me nothing. Um, Damon, Damon Young says, I got the Chiefs, Eagles, Buffalo, and 49ers this weekend. And it, it is, and the Jags will be a problem next year. I agree. See, he already listening to me. See, I agree. He knows what's good. You know what I'm saying? I try, I try to teach the young fella, even though he's older than me. I try to I try to raise him right. You know what I'm saying? But I I I do agree. Um, I'm afraid for the Chiefs, but I, I'm looking at it like this. And I know if the boss BJ wasn't on special assignment tonight, he'd say the same thing. I want to see Buffalo, even though that we'll cover that Sunday morning. I want to see Buffalo beat Cincinnati. Number one. That's number one. Number two, I need Kansas City to beat the Jaguars because I know Buffalo does not want to skirt around Kansas City. They want revenge for what happened last year. And I I can taste the revenge, and I'm not even a Bills fan, but I want revenge for the Bills. And it, this would be the Cinderella story that's needed, where the Bills just keep pulling out these cardiac games. They get to the Super Bowl, and the Super Bowl's in Vegas. And it all comes down to a 47-yard kick. The Jags have had two runs, and in both of those runs, they've had this improbable win in the division series. And that's the only reason I got them covering. It's because the Jags' history showed us that they can get in the playoffs, make some noise. Like, they should – Barring a comeback by Tom Brady with Blake Bortles at the helm, they could have gone to the Super Bowl that year. And okay. then they lost to like so, the Broncos with Mark Brunel and company. So no, they, they beat the Broncos. So they they lost to somebody after that. They beat the Broncos. I think they lost to what was that? That was a that was ninety six. Maybe that was Pittsburgh. No, ninety six. They lost to the Patriots. Okay. Okay. Hold on, let me let me double check. They because the Patriots went to Super Bowl in 96, 1996. Two, that's two times they lost to the Patriots. So the Patriots are the only reason the Jags haven't made the Super Bowl. And this team has the capability to make a run. They have enough that if they catch you on the right day and you're not having a good day, they can win the ball game. Yeah. And now that 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 96 Jaguars team was a wild card team, nine and seven. Yep. And they were in the AFC Central at the time. This is before expansion. Mm-hmm. Before second expansion with the uh addition of um the uh help me out. Help Texans me out. Living? Yeah, the Texans. They beat the Bills in the in, in the wild card playoffs, third to twenty-seven. Um they beat the Broncos in the divisional mm-hmm. 30, 30 to twenty-seven. Same exact score. And both of these were on the road. Right. They lost to the Patriots on the road twenty to six. Yep. This team was now mind you, this team was put this on their second year. This team was put together through the draft and free agency. Yep. You had Kevin Hardy in the draft, first round pick, second round pick, Tony Brackens, two of my favorite players. You looking at the thing, Kevin Hardy, Illinois. Uh Kevin Hardy was out of the University of Illinois. Okay. 
Sorry, that's a weird thing I have. No, no, no. If I have, I'm sorry. I'm I'm good with that because look, I can't remember everything. Tom McManus, another good one. Uh, their running backs were James Stewart, Natron Refried Means, um, quarterbacks, <clears throat> Mark Brunell and Rob Johnson, Reggie Barlow. Of course, you had Keenan McCardell and Jimmy Smith, who I thought at the time were the best one-two combo in the league. Hold up. This is for this is bonus round for me. Because I feel like I got this one. James okay. Wood, Tennessee. You got that right. Okay. All right. Damn, let's not even pull that out. Let's not even pull out no, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no trivia for colleges, man. <laughs> nah. And this team was, in my opinion, for this era of time, this team was stacked. Uh, defensively, uh, yeah, they had. In the middle. Um, the kid from Tennessee, um, the big guy that was like 6'8", and then they had, oh, John Henderson, and then they had Marcus Stroud. Nope, nope, nope. Not, 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 think? not, that was that's that the next thing. Okay, all right, cool, cool. That was the next big thing. Uh, they had Clyde Simmons, Kevin Pritchard, uh, Ernie Logan, Jeff Lagerman, Paul Fraze, Tony Brackens, of course, Don Davy. Yeah, Jeff Lagerman, I'm not gonna do it. All right, keep going. <laughs> I know it, but I'm gonna, keep, I'm gonna let you keep going. In the uh, in the secondary, they had Aaron Beasley, who was a rookie, mm-hmm. Bucky Brooks, mm-hmm. um, Dana Hall. Former mm-hmm. uh, 49er. University of Washington. Uh, Mickey Washington, Darren Studstill, Robert Massey, Chris Hudson. Darren Studstill, and, University of West Virginia. Jeez, this kid, he, he, he's on fire. <laughs> on damn fire. But they also had Dave Thomas on IR that year. Well, the story about David, Darren Studstill, not to cut you off, and this is, I'm going to, last time I'm going to do this. Um, Studstill was a quarterback at West Virginia. I forgot who they lost to. And then he started receiving death threats through the um through the mail from the people of West Virginia. Yeah. And then of course when he gets drafted, I know I think he played for the Cowboys. I know he played for Jacksonville. I can't remember who else he played for. And but he got switched the corner because he definitely wasn't an NFL quarterback. All right, that's the end of my trivia for the night. Cowboys, Jets, Jaguars, London Monarchs. So he took the Woody Dantzler role because Woody Dantzler was a quarterback at Clemson. Yes, sir. So we say all that to say. The Jacksonville Jaguars have, uh, they have history on their side. And then that that year, what was that? Two thousand. I'm gonna have to go through that. Hold on, let me go through that, that next two thousand years. The year that Fournette makes the big run in overtime against the Steelers, um, and I think they, I think that was like forty five, forty two, or something crazy like that. But what's absolutely mind boggling? They've had more than just two runs. They had runs with Mark Brunel. Mm-hmm. They had runs with David Garrard. They've had runs with Byron Leftwich. But they and, always built the same. They always yeah. built off of their defense. And then their offense does just enough and doesn't make enough doesn't make mistakes. And they always have a power running game. So you have your Stewart's, your um uh guy, Fred Taylor. Yeah. Those guys. Fred Taylor out of Florida. See, I know that one because I, I watched Fred Taylor <laughs> at Florida. Um, the boss BJ chimes in. Jags winning the division again next year, and they have Calvin Ridley next year. Hopefully, he gets reinstated. He should. I mean, Hopefully. most of the time, NFL doesn't do anything with that that type of stuff. And I'm just looking at what is this? This is 98 Jacksonville. That's when they drafted Fred Taylor. They got uh Donovan Darius, Syracuse. Um, <laughs> yeah, they got Jonathan Quinn, uh, Tavian Banks. Who I thought was going to be a uh, force in this league shows how much I know. This is why I don't scout running backs again. Um, Alvis with it. They had Mark Brunel still as a starting quarterback. Um, <clears throat> who else? Reggie Barlow, Keenan McCardell, Jimmy Smith. I just always feel bad that Keenan McCardell and Jimmy Smith never won it. They got Super Bowl rings individually. I think Jimmy Smith did get a Super Bowl ring with the Cowboys. But he got two – Jimmy Smith, he got two Super Bowl rings with the Cowboys. Didn't McCardell get one with um, Tampa? No, McCardell – he got two. McCardell got one with Tampa and one with Washington. Both of them have two Super Bowl rings. So. And Keenan McCardell went to UNLV, but I ain't going to say that. <laughs> but I'm hoping – and Justin, you from England, bro. Keep listening. We on every 
Saturday night, Sunday morning, uh, all Eastern Standard Times, uh, Tuesday and Thursday. So just go ahead and hit that like and subscribe so you don't miss a, a, a episode and just keep coming back, man. We love having you. Appreciate it. I'm taking the Jaguars in this one. I'm sorry. I'm taking the Chiefs in this one. I'm sorry. Okay. And the Chiefs will cover that eight and a half. Okay. The 52 and a half? Um, I'm taking the under. Okay. I'm taking the under. Uh, next game, Giants versus Eagles in Philly. Philly seven and a half point favorites, 48 and a half over under midnight ride to take it away. Ooh. I want to say Giants. You know what? You know what? I'm going to go there. I'm going to go there. <clears throat> yeah, I'm going to put my big boy pants. I'm going to take the Giants in this one. Because I, I feel like um, whenever the Giants are 9-7 and seven and they enter the playoffs as a wild card, they have this magic or this thing that they make runs. Um, Dexter Lawrence has played like a madman. Hopefully, Kayvon Thibodeau is back. And I just think the way they scheme up defensively uh, to get free rushes to the quarterback, I just don't see a place or a reason why um, this team can't come into Philly and walk out with a winner. Um, we're going to hit the over just because it's going to be like a 31-24 type of ball game. Uh, I like Philly's weapons. I like A.J. Brown and company. I think their running game. This is this this is a game where I got. I think Miles Sanders has to be a beast. He has to step out and like really carry the load. And if he doesn't, then they're in all sorts of problems. And and I think just because of what New York does in passing situations with their rush, I just think they got a chance, man. And I, I and I'm gonna take it because I think Danny Dimes, <clears throat> Dayball, and Saquon Barkley are gonna get it done. So I'm taking the Giants outright, and I'm taking the over. Like, if we had a siren, that would be, like, the upset. <laughs> Special alert, whatever. Because no way. I'm going to let you know right now, before you passed it to me, that was not my train of thought. Okay. Now, I'm, I'm going to say this. I'm looking at the Giants, and when the Giants are anything like 12-4, and 11-5, they're shit in the playoffs. When they won the Super Bowl, they were 10 and 6. And they came in, they won the Super Bowl. That was 2006. So that first one, Washington plays them like week five or week six. I don't remember exactly when. And we let them off the hook. Um, and Santana Moss drops a pass um late in that game. Um, that would kept the driver together going. Um, and then they just I think they beat us either in overtime or, or on a late, late kick. And then that's when they got going. Because they were actually talking about firing Coughlin in that in that season. And then, boom, they got hot. And mm -hmm. then the rest is history. And then they turn around and do the same thing when they beat the Patriots. Was that 2007, 2008? That was 2006. And then they beat them again in 2007. <clears throat> and they were 9-7. and seven. Won a division in 9-7, and seven, right? Mm -hmm. uh, Tom Coughlin. One of my favorite coaches, former coach of Jacksonville, who we were just talking about, uh, go into the wild card. They host the Falcons, beat the Falcons 24 to 2. Go on the road, beat the Packers 37 to 20. Now, this is 2011. NFC Championship game out in uh in 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 uh San Francisco. They beat the 49ers again in the NFC Championship game 20 to 17. It seemed like they always beat San Fran with a suit with a uh, kick to go to Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And then they beat the Patriots 21 to 17. And I believe 2011 was the helmet catch. All right. That's right. Because uh, Plexico Burris was 2006. Uh, well, before that, Mario Manningham's deep seven and the toe tap. That was yep. some elite passing by Elijah <clears throat> Manning. And then he had the courage to throw that fade to uh, Plexico Burris for the touchdown. Uh, the boss BJ chimed in and he said, uh, I think the Giants going to clip him. I think so too. And I, I... are you going to pick it? Are you going to pick it? I'm going to go ahead and pick it. Cause here's the thing. It's not that I don't believe in Philly, but Philly, Philly slip is shown. 
you show you you can move the offense without Jalen Hurts, right? But you can't win the game. Jalen Hurts, contrary to popular belief, and people talking about he shouldn't have been, you know, he shouldn't be MVP. He shouldn't, you know, it's the team, it's not him. Kill that noise. Because Jalen Hurts is the straw that stirs the drink. Shout out to Reggie Jackson. Um, but you cannot say unequivocally and with all the confidence in the world that this Philly team is just as strong as they were the first 11 weeks of the season when they, they were having fun. Yeah. They didn't won games and Philly was looking good and you know, whoop de whoop and all that Philly finished the season. What, what did Philly finish? Uh, 14 and three. Right. So, okay. 14 and three. This is you'd have had a week off that. All right. That week off may have been detrimental to Philly because they needed to get back in the swing of things. I would have preferred Philly to have played wild card weekend and come into this game with steam. But I'm going to take the Giants in this one. And what was the over under? Uh, 48 and a half. You got it. I'm going to take the under on that one, too. I think the Giant defense stones them, holds Philly in check. I think Jalen Hurts is going to have a chance to win it late. And he's going to put on some heroics. But I think Daniel Jones is going to be a little too much because what does he do? He leads his team in rushing. But I think this will be the breakout game when everybody thinking Daniel Jones is going to be the guy when it comes to rushing. I think that Saquon Barkley is going to be your guy. I got Saquon Barkley running for 150 yards in this game and catching at least 70 yards out the backfield and receiving. You better bet that, you know, if you go to FanDuel, who gives us all our betting options and all our lines for our show, you can probably bet something like that. That's a big thing. Yo, he goes 150 and 70. That's 220 in total yards. Dog, that's probably plus, easily plus 853, plus 900, easily with those two together. And here's the thing. The reason why I said it. Just so you know, because you're in Merlin and Gamblers Live in Merlin. And if you're new to FanDuel, you'll get 150 for your first five dollar bet. I'm sorry, I'm doing commercials now. No, that's all right. Because I'm thinking about betting it. Because here's my thing. The reason why I say that, but you now, can do alternate spreads. That's why what I'm trying to tell you. You can do alternate rushing total, alternate um receiving totals for your running backs for certain players. So that that's gonna be a cool if you can pull that off. I agree. Now here's my thing. And, and, and boss, if you still listening, tell me if you think in the same way. You seen what Daniel Jones did last week? He ran for seventy eight yards, and you're thinking in your mind, if you're a defensive coordinator, you're looking at this tape. Okay, they run him on a lot of read option. I need to stick somebody with him. If I'm the offensive coordinator for the Giants, the first thing I'm thinking is, yeah, you ready for this? I'm gonna have it loaded up, but I got a wrinkle for you. Just when you think he's about to take off around the corner, you got your man sitting there. Saquon going to sneak out the back door and he going to run. He going to have at least two or three big runs against the Eagles. And when I say big runs, I'm talking 60 plus. That's the, you, right, you got you to come back down some because you're saying you're having two or three 60 yard runs. Now you got him over 180 just from those three runs alone. So you got to come. Okay, well, you gotta you gotta pull trigger in a little bit. <laughs> when I say when I say two or three big runs, it, it may be just two runs of, of of sixty yards. But he's gonna he's gonna not be the focal point because Daniel Jones is the focal point. Okay, you and the boss BJ you. chimed in. The Eagles needs need to be ready to sub so their guys aren't tired. But I'm blitzing them. The boss BJ gonna blitz you regardless. Like this is the same dude we were talking about coaching Pee Wee. And he said, "Man, it ain't them kids ain't ain't gonna be have to have no 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 kind of playbook." He said, "They gonna get to the next level." Can I blitz now? No. Can I blitz now? No. Can I blitz now? Yes. <laughs> That's all. Hey, pressure like the '96 blizzard. Hey, I don't blame you, but the thing is, you have to be careful blitzing down Daniel Jones because he's not the same dude that we used to seeing. You know. He'll, he'll get up out of there. Even when he in trouble, he'll get up out of there. Daniel Jones is going to have himself a game, but I think Saquon's going to be the hero of the game to lead them to the NFC Championship game. So 
Give me the Giants. Okay. 24-20. The Eagles fall short on so with the under. Yeah. I said it was going to be under. The Eagles fall short because of Jalen Hurts is going to get the passes out there. He's going to get the last pass out there. And it's going to be caught inbounds, and they're going to be just about to score. And it's going to be a game-saving tackle. Oh, gosh. You, you're going storybooks. You know what they're trying to do? Like, what's that? Ken Houston stopping um, at Garrison at the, at the goal line. There you go. Okay. Uh, BJ blitz. says flush blitz. I want to control where he goes. Yeah, you, you that's what you want to do. And you can't do that with a spy. You can't just keep a spy on Daniel Jones because guess what? You keep a spy on Daniel Jones, you're taking a guy out of coverage. So if he doesn't run, you're taking a guy out of coverage and he's just sitting there picking you apart. He makes shrewd decisions. So I can't wait for Saturday because if this comes true, I need to make sure I bet this on Friday night. Yes, sir. Because you got you got some stuff out there, boy. Look, if I if I get it right, man, I might that might be house money. Like I might be like, hey. And the boss BJ say you can spy, but if you spy on him, he doesn't run. You got a guy, and what's the what's the kid? Um, Hodgins, Hodgkins, is that what's his name? I can't think There's of his name. Hodgins. Hodgins. If he he has a thing of getting open by the sticks, I think it's Isaiah Hodgins who actually was in Buffalo on their practice squad. They yeah, pulled six guys off of Buffalo's practice squad. Mm-hmm. Um. And see, that's why whenever people, especially Washington fans, they talk about the Carolina effect. Like, you can't – like, coaches always will pilfer somebody and bring somebody that they used to coach. Like, i never forget my man Keith Byers um, used to always go wherever Parcells ended up. Yeah. Byers would play. Byers would play with, for um, Parcells. Um, my favorite, all-time favorite is Greg Williams used to always have a spot for Virginia Tech's own person, Prelude. Prelude would always mm-hmm. have a spot in his defense, no matter where he went. Um, and, and like people don't understand, like when you're a coach, you have to be familiar or have some guy that you trust that's going to do what you ask him to do, no matter what you ask him at the time you ask him to do it. And and I think uh, the Giants got lucky because Dayball is able to hide their sores. He's able to cover up their weaknesses just with the little wrinkles that he throws in. Um, and then boss BJ said it best. So he was like, you know, I was watching the game. I didn't understand why it looked so familiar. Well, it looked familiar because he did the same, you know, hand trick tricks that he was doing in Buffalo. He's doing it here. And he's actually making Danny Dimes look like a great quarterback. Now, the, here's the thing. The shift is going to be when they get him a, a top notch wide receiver that can actually be a playmaker. Now, the second they get a playmaker on the outside to go along with Daniel Jones, then it becomes Diggs and Allen all over again. Now he's replicating what he had. And then with that defense, as long as Dexter Lawrence and Leonard Williams, um, two of the most destructive guys up front, along with Kayvon Thibodeau, like this this team has the potential to be so much better next year. It's going to be scary. Like the NFC East as a whole is going to be scary next year. I can agree with that. And the balls BJ chimes in and says, "Got you got to mix it up. You do. Your defense, you can't – just the same thing with the offense. When they pull out a wrinkle, you need to put out a wrinkle. You you need to be ready. And bonus points if you tell me what college Keith Byers went to. Ohio State. Oh, Lord. Ding, 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 ding. The kid's on fire. What's that, seven for seven tonight? Come on, man. That's 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 a – you got to find – and, and uh, you know what? I'll, I'll give you a bonus one. This one I might be wrong on. I want to say Hodgins went to Iowa State. Mm, mm, mm. Let's see. Hold on. Uh, boom. What did you say? What did you Iowa, say? Iowa State. Ooh, I'm sorry. Boom, 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 boom. Oregon State. Okay, okay. All right. Oregon State. Oregon State. That's I was showing off on that one. So that, that was that, that, that's what we were looking for. That was, the ego. that was the ego kicking in on that one. That's all right, because I think we got ourselves a new game. <laughs> <laughs> we got ourselves a new game. Um, and like I always say, we coming up on Super Bowl. I'm saying it early this year. And the thing is, Super Bowl trivia, the whole every show, the week of the Super Bowl, the week before the Super Bowl and the day of when we do our, our, our Super Bowl show that morning. 
I want to do some trivia. Because the thing is, I, you know, you remember Stump the Schwam? Yeah, yeah. I was the guy that I knew I could stump the Schwam because I knew I knew more. I, I don't know. What, I mean, the Schwab, when I watched that, he, I was like, all right, yeah, that he got me. I'm good. Because he would say certain stuff, and, and before he would say it, I'd already be saying it. Now, this is pre-internet days. Right. Like, I, I, I was that confident, and I was like, yeah, I could be the guy to stump the Schwam. I could be that guy. But I mean, ah man, I like I'm 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 gonna go ahead and work on my trivia questions now. I don't care who plays. And I I I wanted to give out money the last two years. I'm like, hey, come win this easy ten dollars if you think you know your Super Bowl, your Super Bowl stuff. It's all Super Bowl trivia. So if you think you know it, hey, jump in here. You know? But anyhow, let's uh hit this last topic because it's a little somber. Uh Jay Briscoe has passed away as it was announced uh day before yesterday. Um passed away in a car accident in Delaware. Um his children were involved in the accident as well. I believe one of his daughters went into surgery on her back. Um his wife is asking for privacy as well as prayers. Uh man, I know we'll talk about it in at length on saturday night uh with the wrestlemaniacs and what's crazy is jay briscoe's birthday is next week next on the 25th that's crazy stuff um you know the one thing i felt like in this era of wrestling there was the bucks the briscoes um, FTR uh, and the Usos, and then you know what? I'll give a new day a, 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 a um, entry into this group that I just felt like they were kind of the pioneers of this, um, and I always wanted to see them in in if some way. Um, and you you old enough to remember this probably, but they used to be like the Davy Crockett, well not Davy Crockett, but the um, the Crockett Cup. Back in the day that Dusty Rose and Nikita um, Koloff won. And I used to always think about that. And I was like, if we had some kind of way where you can get all this global talent. Um, and Sumo, yes, I'm giving New Japan some some credit because, you know, obviously last year you said I didn't. But I don't remember that. But I'm going to go with it because I might have been drinking. So um, you get all these teams and just some kind of free-for-all and let them just go. And, and you actually figure out who may be the best tag team of this era of this generation. Um, and and I got to give my boy Bernie a shout out because I know he's kind of close to the Briscoes because he's picked them up um, when they've done stuff at MCW. So I know he's a little um, down off of this. But again, I just it's just a, a class guy, a, a good talent. Probably has some issues, you know, with some things he may have said on Twitter or whatever. But I mean, from a pure wrestling talent standpoint. I mean, those guys are awesome. I, I know for a fact, I used to stay up to catch ROH in the middle of the night sometimes and, and watch them just do their thing, man. What about you, man? <clears throat> I, I knew about the Briscoes through the Nubian Sumo. Just like the Good Brothers, Gorillas of Destiny, all those guys and uh, Ring of Honor and New Japan and everything. And then, you know, we, we always talk tag teams. And what's crazy is they're in the Ring of Honor uh, Hall of Fame. Him and his brother, Mark Briscoe. They're in the Ring of Honor Hall of Fame. And you think about it. You say, man, this dude's only, what, what was he, 38? Mm-hmm. And you've built a career like this already. And... I'm just like, man, how, how when the news came across, I'm like, what the hell happened? You know, it now this is such big news, and, and the, the 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 Briscoes are such so respected in the in the industry. They said something on every show. AEW WWE said something. I think NXT said something. It, it's just like, man, we lost a star. Yeah, well, just to piggyback on what you said, so the new day was supposed to bury something like they were supposed to have a funeral for um whether it was the title hopes or whatever it was from whatever the tag team there 
fighting right now in um, what you call it, and they took that off the air. Mm-hmm. And then also, I I think the only reason you hear it now on WWE is because Triple H is in charge, and Triple H gives respect to the Indies. I always had a thing where I felt like Vince didn't respect the Indies enough or respect like somebody that came over from WCW. So he always gave them a bullshit gimmick to try to get over. And if they got that over, then he would give them something else. But I mean, like Dusty and the polka dots, ridiculous, stupid. Um, The red rooster, stupid. Like you just gave guys that had talent, the worst gimmicks in the world. And then you just was like, all right, well, you couldn't make nothing happen with that. Well, who's going to make the red rooster work? The gobbledygooker. Right. It's just, just stupid stuff. So, but, and then that's one of the things that I, I really have concern. And we talked about this on the WrestleManiacs where I have concerns with this sale or possible sale and like just who stays in charge of this because the last two months or last three months when Triple H took the helm, the wrestling has been so different from when Vince was in charge. Like the show doesn't, it's like, it's no drag. The show starts and it's hitting you right away. Boom. We're giving you whoever it is in the first segment. You know what I'm saying? We're not doing, we do some of the Teddy Long tag team setup. You know what I'm talking about where somehow we end up with four people in the ring mm-hmm. and, and it's like, player, player, player. Come mm-hmm. on. We're going to have a tag team match tonight. You're and, going one-on-one with The Undertaker. Right, right. <laughs> oh, whatever that is. You know, um, but but there's still enough like tempo to the night that it doesn't feel like it's dragging on. And that's that's the one thing I give Trip credit for uh, when, with this whole expansion, and that's why I hope he stays in charge for some re- way because the guys that came back only came back because of Triple H. That is because true. He would give them the opportunities that Vince would never give them. That's true. And uh, what's being said is that um, Triple H said creative will stay the same even after the sale. I mean, if you buy WWE, creative has to stay the same. So. I mean, I'm just, be stupid if it didn't, but I mean, I'm, people have done worse. I'm hoping in WCW. Um, I'm hoping that they give uh, Jay Briscoe, if they haven't already, I hope everybody gives him a 10 bell salute. Right. Because uh, it's deserved. Yeah. Uh, but we're going to talk about that more on Saturday. And I know that I, I've said my piece. So I cleared the way for the Nubian Sumo and the People's Choice Don Rodriguez. So I'll be mute. On Saturday and listen to those guys. Nah, you gotta give the you gotta get because it's, it's gonna be it's different crowds. So you gotta give them still your your flowers for him on Saturday too, man. You can't just give it leave it here at, at our feet. You gotta put it at everybody's feet so everybody can understand, smell the flowers, and understand the respect that you have for the man. I agree. I, I'll I'll take that and I, I'll run with that. So, um, wrapping it up. Twenty nine. Uh, we gonna talk about twenty nine. Bro, we, the possibility we, of twenty nine. I'm just we, asking. I'm asking for a friend. We we can't we can't even get through. You've been you've been at this for almost two weeks now, if not two weeks. No, nah, I'm just saying. I'm just asking a question because this yeah. is like kind of our rundown where we talk about local things sometimes that are going on, and I'm just trying to stay local. Georgetown. And Ain't just, Maryland playing somebody right now? If it's, Maryland, national, if it's on national TV, they're getting blown out. Let me see. Maryland's playing somebody. I, I, I ain't got to talk to this. Talk about this with you. I ain't gonna sit around here talking about this stuff. Talking about nothing. I ain't got time for that. Maryland playing somebody. Cause uh, 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 Chris Knocky said something. Coach Knocky said something about Maryland playing. They get ready to go live. Who 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 is the Terps playing? Cause I don't I don't want to talk about this. I, I don't want to. All right, so let's just go somewhere else. I mean, <clears throat> let's talk about the Caps getting themselves back into a good spot. They've gotten um, Wilson and Backstrom back. They've kind of struggled a little bit. They brought up Alexi Prontis uh, from Hershey. So, I mean, the Caps have potential to, to actually start moving up in the standings to get them a little bit better ceiling. But they're right now fourth in the Metro. So this team, as constructed, has a lot of talent um, to go around. And then while since we want to stay in the Cap 1, Talk about the Wizards real quick. I know you guys hate Brad Bill. <clears throat> they had a nice, they had a nice one last night against New York. The talk is Rui's the trade chip, but the only problem I have with this team 
And I said this to you guys, and I'll say it till I turn blue in the face. The only issue I have is their first round picks don't make impact. Like they've come in and they've been role players, but that's when's the last time Washington had a, a first round pick that made an impact? Calbert Chain, Bill and Wall. B- yeah, Bill and Wall. Well, yeah, let, let me rephrase that because I don't want to say that they didn't make an impact. Bill and Wall, but, but before Bill and Wall, right? I mean, Calvert Chain. And how much of an impact did he really make? If you would have had, got buried on the, he got buried on that team with the with the bigs. Yeah, if you would have had a different team, I'm sorry, if you would have had a different two guard ninety six, somebody a little bit more explosive could give you maybe. 20 25 points a game. I think they would have took the Bulls at least four games. But they didn't have that. No. And they had a really 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 well constructed team in 96. Even MJ said if they keep this team together they could be something special. What did they do? They went out and traded people and then they had the Juwan disaster where he signs with Miami after they mm-hmm. low ball. And then Washington has to take whatever the contract that Miami is because when Miami signed him, he was over the cap. Mm-hmm. And it was uh illegal. So they had to void that. And they was like, well, we're going to give – they gave him 106. I think the Wizards gave him 107. And they were stuck with that contract until MJ came and found mm-hmm. somebody to take that contract. Yeah. And MJ got rid of him. And he still wound up in Miami years later and won a championship, won two championships or three. Mm. So – but the Wizards – Shocked the world. And speaking of which, Maryland beat the Wolverines tonight, 64-58. But Maryland's been on the – they sputtered down the stretch. They've been like four and four or three and – well, actually, tonight makes them like four and five in their last nine. Well, they're 12 and six. You know, all you got to do is win, what, 16 games to make – the 15 or 16 games to make the big dance. So that's why you schedule cupcakes the first 15 games. So you can get those 15 wins, you automatically get the bid. Still gotta be at least five hundred in your conference. Well, you don't understand conference play. That's when you play teams that in your conference and you actually beat them. So, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm just telling you what I was told. I'm by just a telling great you. What I, yeah, I, yeah I, I like that. I like that. I, I had a great man the tell me you don't beat teams in your conference. A great man told me when you coach in college basketball and you do you do your schedule, you put your schedule out for this year. You don't schedule no 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 top. You don't schedule North Carolina and Duke within the first three games. KG, I we, I grew up at the yo. Just because I have this Georgetown thing that I'm messing with you about, I I, I study at the foot of Thompson. I, I know how to steal a time out when I'm coaching. I don't, I don't know. I don't know because I'm I, I, I I wondering about you, man. I'm I mean, wondering about you. Only thing I didn't do was have a towel, but I stole it. Anytime it was a dead ball, my guards had to come. There was a rule. First day of practice. Anytime there's a foul situation and they're going to the free throw line, your first thing is to come to me. It's, it's a rule. It's, it's a joy. I learned it. I learned it from the best. Even if there's a stoppage, hey, come. Everybody come here. I got a couple delayed games, you know. Trust me, I study at the foot of Thompson, but I'm just right now at this situation. I'm just mm. you ready to get away from the tree of Thompson to a degree, yes. Okay, see now, but everything is see, see, when you, when you have and like Nebraska kind of went through this, or it's going through this because they were at the foot of Osborne, yeah. and then once Osborne left. They've kind of struggled to get footing. If you go to Florida State, you talk about Bowden and mm-hmm. his tree. As they tried to do things, they they still struggled. Now, maybe they're on their way now because they're ranked 13 in the preseason poll, the way, way too early preseason polls, but maybe they're on their way coming back up. Um, you think about Maryland with Free Hitch. They were winning perennial 10 games at a certain point. Now they can't win 10 games. And I'm going to go on the record now and tell you that I think – that Mike Loxley should have people questioning him if he doesn't win 10 games next year because he's got a senior quarterback in a conference that he should be able to win ball games in. He plays Nebraska. He plays Illinois. Um, I can't think of the rest of the schedule. Of course, they play like the Michigan, Ohio State, um, that triumvirate that they have in their division. 
that's their three losses to me. They should lose to anybody else in their in their in their in their in their division next year. Penn State, Ohio State, Michigan. Right. Those are the Those only three. Losses. That's the only three they should have. And I don't even I question the Penn State loss because Penn State had a fifth year starter that's leaving, so they want to have a new quarterback. So, and I don't trust Penn State quarterbacks. I understand the magic they worked with Bill O'Brien and Chris Hackenberg, but since Hackenberg, their quarterbacks have been trash. When's the last time Penn State had a, a really, really good quarterback? Uh, uh, what's the book? Kerry Collins? Probably. I mean, we're probably disrespecting somebody in the midst of that, but the one that stands out, yeah. Well, Actually, Hackenberg was supposed to be the, the next best thing. Because I remember he was supposed to go to Notre Dame. We talked about him going to Notre Dame, but he didn't go. He ended up in Penn State. And he started as a freshman. Well, I'm sorry. It's all good. It's all good. My bad. Um, see, we talking college, and you know, I, I see. I got to direct you away from certain things, and I like <laughs> doing that. I like that redirect. So, thank you for joining us tonight, uh, man. This has been great. We got visitors from across the pond in England. Um, man, it just it, it felt good. Let's just say that. It felt good to be back on the end, be back to do it again on Saturday for the Saturday Night WrestleManiacs. For the Midnight Rider, the boss BJ, who was in the text window, uh, all the junkies on assignment. I'm the big guy, KG. You already know the motto. We don't do no overtime. We are out of here. Go to bed. <laughs>